I'm not into the celebrity sex tapes too. They creep me out. Like when the Hulk Hogan sex tape dropped, my friend, I said dropped like it was a fucking album. <laughs> but uh, my friend sent me that sex tape and I was like, uh, I don't know. He's like, it's funny. I was like, not my type of humor. Really. <laughs> do a lot of dry witticisms. I don't really do the ex-wrestlers fucking. I knew too much about the story. Like I knew that some woman allegedly extorted money from him and that she couldn't get any money and then he won all this money. So I knew the story. I knew that she fucked Hulk Hogan and then got outsmarted by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's not a feel good story at all. I don't even know what you do after that. I guess you pretend you're dating. What's this new guy look like? Well, he's horseshoe bald, but also he's got a mullet at the same time. <laughs> Interesting combo. Yeah, but he's, he's shredded. He's in great shape. Oh, so he's young? I think he's like 85. <laughs> but a young 85. Oh, he's older. Does he dress well? Only spandex. Okay, well, at least no one knows you fucked him. Gonna stop you again here. My life is a disaster. <laughs> Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Top of Wrestling Podcast is here at noon, promptly, ready to go. And every week we like to have a lot of fun on this show and talk all the good stuff that has happened over the past week in wrestling, and it's a pretty eventful week. And it's funny because every time we decide to record and get it ready for production, the very next day something big happens. Almost wanted to re-record last week, so we'll have to get into some news that's probably a touch older for some of you but we'll get our take on that we got newer news we got new stuff that's going to be happening for the live premium blood money event coming up soon as well as revolution 2022 for aew this week we are going to have bring it to the table we got nightwing's good shit of the week we got a movie of the week we got news and of course smiles are lost on thursday raw thursday 
Because 25 years ago, Shawn Michaels had to drop the title knowing that he probably was going to end up having to face Brett and give back the receipt of WrestleMania 12. So he dropped the title and said, bitch. <clears throat> we'll get into that at the Monday Night Wars this week. But, of course, remember one big thing. We are well on the way to the 100th episode. Share the show. Share a post. Share a picture of the top of wrestling. Do it and you are entered. T-shirts are already beginning to look fine and dandy, which I do want to talk to ODM about. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, ODM. Professor, how are you now? How am I now? I'm doing tremendous now. How are you doing? Oh, not so bad. Not a big Letterkenny fan? (laughs) Oh, I missed that. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yep, that went right over the head. Even on my house. All right. I took a shot. Not the best intro. Yeah, it was a good one. We can run with it. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? It it still is about, I would say, 100 times better than most of my transitions. Uh, (laughs) You know, I said I wanted to talk to you about shirts. Man, I don't want to necessarily steal from Brody Lee. And because especially since Dynamite, they pretty much open every show with it. But I really want to have our logo on the front of the shirt and on the back. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. I mean, yeah, only a... because I just love it, but then it's just kind of copying yeah, off everybody else. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I definitely get you. Well, we'll come up with some catchphrases. Yeah. We use some stuff over and then over. Then I thought about the, we should just write Bob Rude on the back of it. Oh, my God, all of our all of our catchphrases and names that we have for people are just a full <laughs> list. Kind of like a, uh, tour dates? a class senior shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, like everybody's whole. Yeah. Tour dates, even better. Okay, yeah. same. All right, nice. Well, hey, some things change, some things stay the same, some things are as good as it gets, and in the Fantasy Draft League, hey, it's as good as it gets. ODM is still in the lead, well over 100 points, no one can touch him, and I'm in third, I'm safe, but I'm actually not too far from second, so... You're, you're going to pass this, the dude in second place. He got The only reason he's in second is from the Royal Rumble. He was like almost that rumble left. helped him. So huge. he's he's gonna get passed soon. So yeah, you're gonna be in. When does this though. end? WrestleMania. I think it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I'd like to see it through all the way to there. Because with everybody I have, mm-hmm. and I got Bobby Lashley for every elimination that could possibly happen at the Elimination Chamber. I hope is for the better for for me. And we just said it last week or two weeks ago. And I just read it today. Bobby Lashley did an interview, and he was like, I would love to do the old NXT origin, the fight pit with uh, Brock Lesnar. He goes, I think that would be a tremendous thing to do. And I was like, oh, come on, just skip. I know they already announced Lesnar and Roman. Right. Uh, come on, dodge that. Do that at WrestleMania. A fight pit? Be Holy awesome. shit. You have the – you could do it. I think I think um, they could they could make a good work shoot out of it. They could make it – they could have a legit – I hate to say choreographed, but let's be honest, choreographed fight, but make it legitimate. The problem I think comes in is that Lesnar has, is like uh, historically made it known. He doesn't like getting hit. So if, if Lashley lays something in a little too snug – he might fucking just turn it into a straight shoot. <laughs> just ask uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Oh, that was one of the greatest things ever. I want Slow that. Slow the fuck I want... down. <laughs> oh, dude. 
He gave him a quick receipt on that one. That was fucking fantastic. And, you know, speaking... It comes up every so often. It's fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, and it's funny that, you know, that got brought up because there's a moment in Nitro where something not as blatant or serious happens, uh, but I caught it, and I can't wait to, to see if you caught it. Can't wait. Sweet. Well, uh, again, this is an unopposed Nitro versus an unopposed Raw later, so that would be kind of fun to... <clears throat> to see i'm trying to think what was it the was there a dog show going on might have been you used to get bumped it might have been the super bowl or something uh, oh no well because they because at this point they weren't live they were recording so maybe if they recorded on a sunday yeah but if they recorded it on a sunday it was a super bowl maybe they figured they couldn't sell out so they moved it to a thursday maybe because it would have been about super bowl time Hmm. yeah that's a good point but it was Thursday, Raw Thursday. Yeah. Oh, um, they let you know that. So, yeah. So, I, I it is official. You know, as of our recording, just about two hours later, it was announced that it would be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And then this past Friday night, um, I thought I, I'd save it for the show. I thought you'd think this is kind of cool. I set up a TV outside in the RV where it kind of, you lift up a little compartment, and it's just right there, ready to go. And I set up the local uh, antenna that I have, mm-hmm. and Fox came in, and I turned it on just in time to find out that it's going to be Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania as well, which, as you and I said last week, let's hope that's the road they go because Becky is meh. Yep. I'm kind of hoping for an upset, by the way, at that upcoming event, and, and I'll explain All a right. little bit why. Um, well, shit, let's talk about it. The live premium blood money event of 2022 is in Jeddah, I think. Probably. And, uh, okay. So, the Elimination Chamber WWE title match is official. We have Bobby Lashley defending his title against Riddle, Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, and Freakin'. <laughs> um, does Lesnar win and they do title for title at WrestleMania? Is that kind of what they're aiming for, you think? Yeah, yeah. There's been some rumblings that it could be title for title. And if they do it, they better just unify it and move on. Um, you know, I wasn't thinking about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's honestly the most likely scenario. What I Where my head went for a second was there were some reports that initially... Uh, Riddle was supposed to win the Rumble. I did see that, actually. So, I for a second, I was like, man, maybe they just put the fucking title on Riddle. That way, Lesnar can just go after Reigns. But I think your scenario is the more likely. Lesnar will win this title. They'll go title for title at, at Mania. That's probably what they'll do. Okay. Let's think about if they do that. Okay, good. Your most logical idea is Roman wins because he mm-hmm. can pull double duty on your shows, no problem. Lesnar won't. Um, your title will be around more. Not only am I the tribal chief of SmackDown, I run WWE now. Mm-hmm. Logical. Yeah. If Lashley wins at Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. we have a we have to find out who a number one contender is some way, or. And the person who would be number one, number one contender, 
and or if he could win the title at Elimination Chamber is Riddle. What if they do fight pit? Lashley and Riddle. Because he's a UFC guy, man. Mm -hmm. I just recently saw the video of him to Chris Jericho. He's like, why are you talking about things, man? He's like, you have nothing to do with this. I'll kick the shit out of you, man. I don't care. Who said that? I really love Riddle to, uh, to Chris Jericho. Because Jericho was like, why is he shitting on people like Goldberg when he has, you know, so little experience and he shouldn't be opening his mouth. And Riddle's like, gotcha. I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Riddle. I mean, as much as I love Jericho, good for Riddle. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind seeing Riddle in, in Lashley. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that that is potential. So the other matches is the match that we were supposed to get at WrestleMania 36 originally was Roman Reigns and Oldberg. But we're going to get that in the Jetta Blood Money event. And, eh, okay, Roman's going over. There's no way in hell. Oh, my God, I didn't think about this. Could be the rubber match between Lesnar and Goldberg. Well, that, but also Les- or Roman screwed Lesnar. What if Lesnar returns the favor and Goldberg wins the title by being screwed by Roman, or by Lesnar? Ooh. Lesnar wins the I would the hate Olymp- it because I don't like Goldberg, but I, I would, it would just be fun for the buildup between uh, Roman and Lesnar. Dude, they could Oh, have wait, a- but that does nothing for the title match. Unless Lesnar wins no. the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Because then Lesner, they have no... Ma- they... No, it would be Lesnar versus Oldberg. It would be round three. It would be the rubber match. Well, technically, it would be round four, but... Yeah, I was going to say four, and don't, but... don't put it past doesn't them. count when everyone hates you. Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, dude, this is WWE. I could totally see that happening. That's that's actually a very likely scenario. Yeah. Well, I... Uh... Another exhilarating match is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Um, Fantastic. But SmackDown tag team titles, Usos, I'm hoping that they defend and retain versus the Viking Raiders for draft points. Uh, but the match that I wouldn't mind seeing, man, I would not mind seeing Lita upset Becky Lynch and take the title. Mm-hmm. And win. And Lita goes into WrestleMania with the championship. I would fucking love it. I'd probably pop harder than anybody when it comes to that. And I've, I've always been a big Lita fan. Imagine what even that big of a crowd. That would be a pretty good size pop. I mean, my only, the only ever decent pop overseas that they've had was when Buddy Murphy won the Cruiserweight Championship in his hometown. Or in his home uh, country. Mm-hmm. Because that was when they did it in Australia. One of them was like the Super Showdowns or whatever it was. Ah, uh, yeah. If Lita wins, imagine how much of an eruption that would be. It would be huge. Who does she defend against at WrestleMania? Maybe Becky again. You know, there's also rumors of Sasha Banks facing, I believe it was Trish at WrestleMania. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, same. Yeah, yeah. That that's really how I feel about it, man. It's just it's not interesting. Like it's more interesting Becky's to sit here. Not interesting. That's why I want Lita to win. Maybe <laughs> that I would be more interested in WrestleMania if Lita had the championship. Yeah, I guess. Moving along. Moving along. Dude, dude, 
Could you imagine being the son of the owner of a company and you fucking get fired? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never imagined that Shane McMahon, of all people, would be fired. I thought it had to be at work. I was like, oh, my God, is he going to show up in AEW? Dad, I now own AEW. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, It has to do with all that backstage heat from the Rumble. Yeah, man. Did you read all the reports? Yeah, so so one thing to kind of, I guess, clarify is, Shane doesn't hold a position within WWE. He has no title. He has no position. He doesn't so really he's just work. Straight talent. He he hey, has a talent contract. Let, let's use that word really loosely. Obviously, uh, he is a worker. Nope, that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a, a sports guy entertainer. That to perform. He's a sports entertainer. There you go. Yeah. There you go. One time it fits. Um, so apparently uh, that contract is now null and void. But yeah, basically. I guess it was him just going backstage and just pitching everything that he wanted to do, kind of a get-your-shit-in routine. And everybody's like, nope, 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 nope. He wanted the end of the Rumble to be him and Lesnar. Like, what the fuck? Like, He wanted to come in at number one, I read. The fact that he even eliminated Kevin Owens actually pissed me off because mm -hmm. for a guy that just signed a new contract... He should have been in the final three with Lesnar and, and McIntyre, in my yeah. opinion. Just because of, if I was, I, I actually had the thought while watching it when Owens was in there. I'm like, huh. When he just renegotiated that new contract. Yeah, I want to win the Rumble. Just whatever. What if I'm like, what if that happened? You're right. And I was like, yeah. hmm. And then he gets thrown out by Shane. I go, well, I would have put that part of my contract for sure. For sure. <laughs> I want Shane to never beat me again. What the fuck? That's like the 18th time that he's done something to Kevin Owens and gotten... Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Going back to Kevin Owens' thing on SmackDown. And nobody wanted that! <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, it's funny the rumors. People are like, what if Shane showed up in AEW? If that actually happened, hand to God, I'm done watching AEW. I don't want Shane there. I don't want Shane there. No. No. And if he had a talent contract, I would. There. <laughs> I would think. I would think that there's going to be a ninety uh, day. I would think. You know, if he had a talent contract, okay. let's not use it. Well, he has a sports entertainer contract. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Now we're going to talk about people who do have talent. I thought it was just going to be just the Briscoes into the Hall of Fame class. They were just going to announce that and be for the beginning of their first year. They're actually announcing a full inaugural class, and they're just kind of slowly dripping them out, which is great because I think it's going to lead into their Supercard of Honor weekend in mm. April. And announced is Brian Danielson. The American Dragon is the second uh, announced future Hall of Famer for Ring of Honor. I like this. I think it's cool. Um, he was at the very first ring of honor show much like the briscoe so well earned you know i keep thinking there's a lot of other guys besides punk and tyler black and joe and mcginnis you gotta think man i mean aj styles did his time there uh anybody from adam cole to the rest of undisputed era jay lethal you have kevin owens uh el generico i mean the list goes on and on and i'm like this is the first Hall of Fame, if done right, 
I'm excited to watch every year because WWE is a fucking stupid thing. Now, if they yeah. put <clears throat> Flip Gordon in this year at the same time, then I'm already <laughs> off of it. You know what I mean? Or Cheeseburger right. or whatever his name is. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, no, I mean it's a slam dunk, right? It's a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a damn shame because you definitely think Tyler Black would be in there, but as long as he's in WWE, that shit ain't happening. I mean, I guess they could still put him in there as Tyler Black and use his footage. He just wouldn't be there to be a part of the ceremony. You know, dude. I know it would never happen, but wouldn't it be great if, let's say, they announce Punk as well, and they go, "That's it, Punk, Danielson, and Briscoes." Mm. Solid. Those are supposed to show up, hopefully, at AEW and all that's what uh, you want, right? And I'm like, wouldn't that be a just, just a tremendous stable? Your honor of fame or whatever you want to call it, right? You know, I'm like, these guys are Hall of Famers, but in another company they can come over and I don't I'm just thinking, I'm like, they could do a whole without Ring of Honor, there wouldn't even be an AEW. Which we're gonna talk Ring of Honor actually even a little bit more. Again, when Final Battle happened, I'm like, that's sad, that's over. That's and I feel like on a weekly basis we keep talking about a title defense or something with Ring of Honor. Yep. Uh what else is on the list here? I see you guys a lot of news here. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Uh, this part's gonna take a while because I wanna di- dive deep on some stuff, but uh we'll move on about Brian Kendrick. Uh you texted me, so uh a little peek behind the curtain. I have darts on Wednesday night, so I usually can't watch Dynamite. Um, I'll get we'll get to that again later. But uh, you uh, just as soon as darts starting, it's like right up eight o'clock, right? I just get there, I grab a beer, I get a text from you. Yeah, Kendrick's not uh, wrestling uh, for uh, AEW anymore. I'm like that was fast. So uh, yeah, they changed it last uh, last minute. It was Wheeler Utah versus uh, John Moxley. And, uh, yeah, Kendrick is, isn't going to be wrestling probably for any of the big companies anytime soon. Um, the big thing that people have been focusing on was his Holocaust denier, uh, viewpoints. Um, but I was listening to weekly Cornette reference and Cornette just listed, like he must've gotten it from an article or something and just listed every bat shit, insane, crazy thing. This dude believes the one that stuck with me was he thinks that nine 11, the government was working on some top secret weather weapon and it created a massive whirlwind, which took down the towers. I've been saying the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this Yo, dude is... Yeah, this there's dude's... having an opinion, and then there's saying a lot of shit that it's like, easy, brother. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this stuff was also said in, like, what, 2013, I think? It was like Yeah, it was old. a while back, something like that, yeah. Funny thing is, it's like, he worked for Tony Khan less than 24 hours and didn't get away with this, but... Eight, or WWE had him under contract for, like, the last eight years with their cruiserweight division. <laughs> Dude, you got to think that, you know, it was shit. It could have been WWE that said, fuck this dude. And they're like, uh, yeah, hey, guess what, Tony? You know? <laughs> we just found out, but we're going to let you have the, the grunt of this shit. That's <laughs> funny. Wow, that'd be very. Uh, someone came to him with it. No, no, how about this? We're going to release him today. How about we give you the heads up? You start driving to Tony now. And by the time you get there, he'll be released. Mm hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him. Oh, man. Uh, another weird piece of news that I saw the other day was, and I and I think I misrepresented it in the notes, but Sean Payton, former coach of the New Orleans Saints, just retired after 18 seasons. 
Apparently, Impact is offering him a tr- head trainer position. Now, they actually put head coach. And Impact is going to have, like, back-to-back events in New Orleans. And it would start then. So, I don't... Is Sean Payton a big wrestling guy? Is, if he's going to be a head coach, what's he going to coach if he doesn't know anything about wrestling? Is it going to be Kevin James? Because I know that they're doing the Netflix movie that's about him coaching the Little League team, and he's Sean Payton, basically. Uh, it's uh-huh. a mockery of his life. Uh, um, hang on here. So Sean Payton is going to be a coach in Impact. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to have a group of guys, and they're just going to put out hits on guys. <laughs> <laughs> that may be it. Maybe that's it right there. That probably would go over real well. That's weird. Uh, yep. It's so, about the equivalent of Dan Lambert. I'm like, why? Why are you on my TV? Yeah. Why is Sean Payton going to be on my TV for Impact <laughs> yeah. at all? And I'm just actually getting to a point of liking Impact. We're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. So it's, uh, that's that's funny that Sean Payton of all people. Yeah, I know. I hope he has to wear. I hope he wears everything head to toe, all the Saints stuff, even the <laughs> the microphone, all of it. Yeah. Um, well, hang right. on. One more thing. Speaking of coach. Either you know how to wrestle, or you don't. What the fuck does Cody need to have Arn coming down to the ring every week with a laminated sheet of wrestling moves on his list? I that thing has know. bothered me since day one, and he covers his mouth with it, and I'm like, yo, it's either you know how to counter things, or you know how to throw a clothesline, or you don't. If he has to yell out DDT to you, and you didn't have that idea anywhere near your head, maybe let's get someone else out there. I don't know. The whole thing is weird. It bothers it's- me. It's Cody. So it's it's time to yeah. It's time to stop thinking about it. Um, all right, <clears throat> I've been waiting to talk about this because we have a little bit of a discussion here. I'm going to read two tweets from Tony Khan. Okay, first one was from February fourth. The forbidden door can be opened from for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. The next day, he tweets, The big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on Rampage, a free agent debut, and the person walking through the forbidden door are one in the same. They're walking in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut on Wednesday. Okay, so let's go through this. I have my theory... You have your theory, right? I'm well, excited for this. Well, I was going to use the theory for for uh, bring it to the table. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up though. We're just gonna do this now because uh, like I said I've been waiting for it. Um, it's been reported that Keith Lee is either in contract negotiations or has signed a contract with AEW. Uh, that'd be great. I'm excited for that. I can't wait. I don't think he's debuting Wednesday. No, and, neither and, do I. I think he is <clears throat> a person to show up at some point. My money says he'll be the extra joker entrant into the ladder match at the very end but he's not going to be there this wednesday Thank he just you. him and mia just got married they're on their honeymoon I saw that did you yeah. see who was at the wedding oh who the fuck was it uh was it damian priest i think damian priest well, was, was there he was there justin roberts okay and Wyndham. oh there you go. Oh wow! See, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it. There's but window. not in a ladder match scenario. Please do not tell me that if let's just say because the winner, all right, the person is the ladder match qualifier this coming when, or tonight. 
and you're facing Isaiah Cassidy. I don't think it's <clears throat> if I saw that that it was Wyndham and he comes in squashes Cassidy. I'm like, but wait, now he's got to go in a ladder match. There's a million other people I could see being in a ladder match before him. So I don't right. think it's him either. So go okay. on. Okay. All right. Uh, there's Samoa Joe. Who has been off Twitter. Uh, you've seen that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What I love is that, you know, one of his famous moves is that as you go to do a move, like off the top rope, he just walks away. Mm-hmm. There's a great meme of him walking away of someone doing like a big moonsault and him walking away. And it says Joe as Joe. And it says the moonsault is Twitter. Like him just walking away from shit. Because he did. As soon as he was let go, Mm -hmm. silence. Yep. Radio silence. Not a word. Is Joe a full free agent by this point? That is a good question. And I don't have the answer to that. But it's just another name. So, I mean, we we can go through a few of these. Do you have other names? Oh, I got a bunch of them. It could be a G.O.D. could be the Briscoes. Uh, I don't think it's either of them. Well, for G-O-D- a one-person thing, I don't think. He said yeah. this is the ladder match qualifier, so I don't think it's either right. of those teams. Right. However, I wouldn't put it past. I threw, I just, this came to my head the other day, and I'm just going to say it now. It's, I'm just kind of going to say it later. I guess we're just kind of throwing all theories into this. Wouldn't it be great if Tony Khan says at AEW Revolution for the first time ever, FTR will face the Briscoes, and they never show up or anything until that pay-per-view. Imagine the build-up, the animosity, and the people who want to buy the pay-per-view for that only. They don't even show up and jump anybody at all. The first time they show up, imagine the pop. It's it's like Ring of Honor used to do that. Kabashi's coming to face Joe. Never showed up until the match itself, and the place fucking went nuts. Imagine that. Just throwing it out. That, but okay. That, that would uh, work? I Unfortunately, I don't think those two tag teams. However, nope. Nightwing, thank you for the idea because you brought it up today. G.O.D. or Tama did kind of throw a little tweet at Tony Khan saying something like, I got no problem knocking down that forbidden door. Right. Yeah, they've been over at Impact, so it wouldn't be a stretch for him. to. And that's the AEW. next thing we'll talk about after this. But, okay, any other people you got on your list? All right, so a couple more. Uh, it could be Hardy. But I don't think his contract, okay. I don't think his 90 days is up yet. Um, it could be William Regal. It could he's be William wrestling. Regal. He can't. His neck is. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, no. He's not See, wrestle. I keep forgetting that it's the ladder qualifier. I keep forgetting that yes. that's what it is. I'm going just off the tweet. Okay. So, all right. So, ultimately, long time ago. I could see Regal showing up at the pay-per-view, kind of like how they introduced Christian or Mark Henry, like just real quick at the <laughs> just at comes the show, out waves like, and way, goes our to the back. signing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like hey, how's it going? Bye, hi, that's it. Yeah, yep. So on a previous, <clears throat> bring it to the table. <clears throat> I threw a scenario out. We 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 throw a lot of shit to the wall. Some of it sticks. A lot of times it's just fantasy mm-hmm. booking. Right. Sometimes it's just us saying yeah. outlandish shit that way. If it happens, it's like, hey, I called it. Well, one of the ones that I brought up a long time ago was, what if Triple H just fucking goes to AEW? And the way WWE has been on fire lately, the fact that Vince just fired his Did own you say kid. On fire? Oh, on, on fire. fire. Okay, you mean that? On, <laughs> okay, like a dumpster fire. Not, I didn't, not, yeah, yeah, dumpster use fire. That. It's not on straight fire. fire. Like in a good yeah, moment. no, 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 no. It, it, the shithole is burning to the ground. Uh, that that would be a way. It's to a put bag it. of dog poop on someone's <clears throat> front porch. Yes. So Tony does say, if it's someone from a company that's open for business, 
Triple H was asked if they were open for business. That's like that's a Triple H quote right there. Reddit had Reddit the people you know some people on Reddit are going all out. They've got like a whole conspiracy theory of how it's going to be Triple H. He has been off of Twitter. He just showed back up the other day commenting on Stephanie's tweet about going to see Hamilton. He just resurfaced. He has not been involved with NXT. They've taken his baby from him. They literally broke it apart with Braun Baker kicking through the X. He had a congenital heart issue and has disappeared since then. What the fuck? I don't if, know how I would feel. <clears throat> what you know, the it would fuck? Be like when Sting if, showed up and jumping around the room, you know, what I mean, like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on right now. And then I feel like that it'd would be, be worth me. it for the pop alone. But here's the other thing. Here's another thing. You know Cody is obsessed with him. And lately, he's been teasing using the pedigree. Dude, just think about it. What no, he just does fucking... it as the, uh, uh, like kind of like the J-driller. Uh... But, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to amuse you for a moment here. I'll, I'll <laughs> think about this. If Triple H shows up tonight, okay, I don't even know what to think. And it sucks that you have darts. <laughs> so I'm going to have it on. I'm going to put it on. Because I will blow earbuds. your motherfucking phone up with spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so, I forget, so I forgot. To, so what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it on my phone and keep an earbud in. That way I can there hear it. it and, you know, because I'm not. All you got to do this. is just download the uh, the TBS app. You're perfect. I don't have cables. So um, and. Yeah, you know, there's ways. Anyway, um, can't you just, like, splice under your neighbor's yard like we I, used to? I don't know I'm not going to be anymore. home. I'm going to be somewhere else playing darts. I got a, I got a method. Don't worry. Um, I'm done entertaining the Triple H thing. I don't even know how to entertain it because I, I, that was never anywhere near my head. Dude, I'm just saying. I can't entertain it. If you're right. You know how we have our what we've been right with so far? That's going to have to just sit at the top with, like, a bigger <laughs> font. <laughs> okay. Uh, who I, – I know I already called this one recently on something else, and it wasn't him when he when it was in Raleigh. But now you say Jeff is – his contract's not up yet. Mm-hmm. True. Or at least the 90 days. Mm-hmm. What else would slam the door in someone else's face than Triple H saying "fuck you"? In oh my god, <laughs> dude, Jesus Christ! I'm telling man. you, man. I'm telling you. I quit if you say Triple H one more time. <laughs> no, I just lost my train of thought, Dick. I right, know. All right. First, Matt mm. Hardy. Went to Twitter and on his own Twitch and everything. Matt or Jeff requested, and it is official. They those tests were fucking negative mm-hmm. for Jeff and the drug test. I can't officially put it in our called it right, but I called it. Man, that dude faked his way out of that company, yeah, purposely. Yeah. And then they fired him. And if he had the negative, if he had to fight to get the negative test, which took him weeks to get, right? Right. Now you got the negative test. Guess what that is? False termination. You bring that to a court, that whole, you left early on my thing, but you never should have been able to fire me in the first place. If you want to go tit for tat, 
you know, you don't want my whatever you want to go with. I'm just saying it's fightable. What else could close a door? I said it, man. What if Tony Khan is that invested in someone and pays that fucking fine? How big could the fine be? Yeah, At the most. Dude, it could be a million bucks. A million? Okay. Fine. What if Jeff, let's say 500K to a million. What if Jeff and Tony go halvesies on whatever it ends up being after the end of court? Could be. Yeah, it's think, certainly in the think Tony doesn't have his... Uh, Tony doesn't have his own lawyer that would be like, Jeff, I got you covered, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We're good. My my Jaguars don't even win. They have a lot of money. Don't worry. They're fine. <laughs> I'm excited for it tonight, man. I'm really, really excited. I swear. Well, he wouldn't be able to come out to the game music. Could he? He could because, I mean, Lemmy sang it and, uh, yeah. and Triple H was tight with him. So it could have been something where Triple H is like, this is my music. I own it. Um, here's the other thing too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out all like bowing and shit again. A valet. Oh my god. The cool thing with Keith Lee is, uh, I think his theme song he does own, which is why they wouldn't let him use it on the main roster because Vince doesn't like that. So when Keith Especially Lee shows up, the, oh, Baskin is glory. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my god, <clears throat> Revolution is doesn't have one freaking match even named yet, and I am so pumped for whatever could happen at this show. Hell yeah! Um, is that all you have on that Forbidden Door Dynamite portion? Yeah, that's all I got. You read the rest of the news, didn't you? I saw one at the bottom. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, man, let's talk about Impact. Uh, in a couple of weeks, they are... You want to talk about bringing it to the table? These guys are bringing something to the table. No Surrender. Dude, listen to this lineup of a, of a pay-per-view. I only don't know one person, and I'm okay with it. Um, That, and I don't know how to say Big Cass's new wrestling name, because I think you'd have to watch the show and hear someone say his name to know how it's said. Um, so I'm going to just give it a shot in the dark. Moose right. is defending the Impact World Championship against W. Morrissey? Morrissey, yeah. Okay, all right. I was like, Morrissey, Morrissey, whatever. Um, big Cass. Big W. Big, big, big Morse. The Knockouts Championship, which we saw at the Rumble. Mickey James is defending against Steels with a Z. Jay White, that's right, Jay White, New Japan's Jay White, taking on Eric Young. That sounds good. Talk about a match I thought I would never, ever see. And I'm like, that's just intriguing to me. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. Absolutely. Eric can put on a good show with anybody. The tag titles are on the line as it's Bullet Club versus Bullet Club, man. The Good Brothers are defending the Impact tag titles against G. O D. Woo! That right there is enough for me to already want to get this show. Hell yeah. But the next match is, I think, another one that's making me want to watch it. And very unless it's a um elimination survivor series match, I generally could really care less about a four or five man team versus another team. I'm with you it's on that way one. too much. Yep. But this one is very cool because it's Ring of Honor's Honor No More. 
because yeah, there's no more honor, right? They're done. And we're talking about guys who are fighting dirty. So dirty that they put Charlie Haas in the hospital within his first appearance. But <laughs> honor no more is Matt Taven, Michael Bennett, Vincent, PCO, and now just recently debuting Kenny King, which is from originally All Night Express. And they are going to be taking on Team Impact, which is a plethora of who else is on our roster. Eddie Edwards, Rhino, Chris Sabin, Rich Swan, and Josh Alexander. If Honor No More wins, they stay. If they don't, they are gone from Impact. I don't even care if they win or lose. I think this is very cool. But what I think is going to happen is we're going to get one more Ring of Honor person. You know who's not listed for this show? Jonathan Gresham. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah, tell me he couldn't just yeah. show up. Because what I'm saying is, that's a killer team with Honor No More when you put all those guys together. The Impact team really looks like, well, who's left on our roster that would be, I don't, I, it's just like a who's who random team. It's not anything major for me. So, eh. I want to see Honor No More stay. I think it's just at least good to play out because you know what I think would be great? Impact versus Ring of Honor at uh, Supercard of Honor. What if it's Impact tries to take over Ring of Honor? This, that, whatever. You have options here. This actually mm-hmm. just got exciting with this. Yeah, you could definitely intertwine. I mean, you could have it be a legitimate buyout of Ring of Honor by Impact. You could have them still be separate entities, but make it seem like one got taken over. It's cross-promotional, and I think it would help Ring of Honor. I mean, listen, you got to be honest, man. The fan base for both these promotions are pretty rigid. Right, uh, there's not yeah. a whole ton of growth there, so but you know it's certainly worth you know giving it a shot. You could certainly do some Working good stuff. Together. You got good talent, you know. Yeah, on both sides. I, I I'm a fan of the guys that are actually on Team Impact. I've always been an Eddie Edwards fan. Him and Davey Richards, and uh, as the American Wolves, Rhino. I'm like, dear God, I I'm surprised he's still going. I, I know, mean, right? He was it's at WrestleMania 17. <laughs> uh, Chris Saban I've always liked but I'm like it's just a random guy who's always in tag teams and then put in this Rich Swan, he's been finding his way in impact and Josh Alexander's a well pushed guy so at least he's a, a I like him I, I like his he's the guy that's always wearing the, the wrestling headgear like Rick Steiner does ah uh, gotcha okay so uh, there's options and, and again when you put both companies together it makes sounds and people can see it and Heading into what is WrestleMania weekend. That's the whole point for Supercard of Honor weekend. They're doing it at the same time as WrestleMania. Everybody likes to do it around WrestleMania weekend. There's big things happening. We'll see where this goes. I think that that's... It's, I think Impact dipped their toe with AEW to just see what it's like to work with another company. And mm-hmm. then they're like... All right, let's get on a level with someone like us. Okay, Ring of Honor, that's good. You know what I mean? I I, I think the AEW right. is a start, mm-hmm. and people shit on it. But I think it was just, and I'm not to take a Triple H quote. Christ, we're going to have to have a fucking uh, hat <laughs> trick for him today. Um, it's best for business. It really is. For both companies, that's best for business. And even for AEW to just do a little bit, People who didn't know Impact or people who didn't know of AEW, vice versa. It works. It's a win-win no matter what. Absolutely. Um, Man, 
a lot of people are are pulling their music off of Spotify from Joe Rogan. I don't know about you. I don't mind Joe Rogan experience. I'll listen to it every now and then. I but, listen. To, I usually yeah. listen two, three times a week. I like, you know, and it's not, you know, right. he gets good guests. I think he's a funny guy. He's a moron sometimes. He says it himself. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. You ever listen to him talk about getting fucked by Brock Lesnar? <laughs> he has a great stand-up bit about that. And he's like, I think that if I was in a ring with him, he looked at me, he's like, I could fuck him. And he's like, what am I going to do? It's Brock Lesnar. I let him fuck me. It's a weird fucking stand-up bit. Um, that didn't get him canceled, but his most recent comments are having people wanting to cancel him or cancel Spotify because of it. So Neil Young and what was it? I think Carly uh, Simon. Carly Simon. Did people that, that have like, else? yeah. They had ex- actual record albums. They had cassettes, CDs. Eight tracks. They're pulling their music off of an app. Thank you. Yeah, they're pulling it off of Spotify. And other people got pissed off as well, and they're pulling it as well. I saw that Honky Tonk Man pulled his music, 3MB, and Jeff Jarrett's Spending my days working hard on the go, but the ha- all right, AEW. What happened this week, man? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're in Chicago. I Opens can't up. wait to watch some dynamite, baby, tonight. Mm-hmm. Triple H won't be there, no. You'll be throwing darts and hitting the wall, yeah. The hell, no! I ain't hitting the wall. Come on now, give me a little more credit than that. <laughs> if you get a ton, at least take a picture and post it to our page. Okay, there you go. Um, all right, so we open up with Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta, as we discussed. Uh, Brian Kendrick was not there. Uh, Moxley wins. And wait, hang did- on. I just got to say, I know you already you mentioned this when I texted you. They didn't even say anything about this, and I haven't been on Facebook or anything, right? I've been doing my thing. I'm like, oh, eight o'clock, got to watch live, and. Moxie comes out first. When Yuta came out and I heard the Orange Cassidy theme or whatever, I go, what? Huh? <laughs> I just stared there looking at him and I go, is this about to be a completely disappointing night? I feel like this is where the night is going to go. If you just did this right here. And I'm like, and we're supposed to have Punk and MJF. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a sad night to watch. So I just thought it was very, not the way they should have started, especially if you know it was promised for a big match. I would have put this Mox and Yuta match way down the middle. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything to be excited about. I was more excited just to see Danhausen at the ring, although I am pissed off that he's going to kind of be teaming up with Orange Cassidy. But then again, you know what? They're both kind of sideshow acts. Let them just be that. Keep all the clowns together, man. There you That's go. perfect. At there least you go. they're in one act. I'd rather at least one be heel, one face, and they they just keep facing each other. Yeah, but you that. know, good enough. Yep, good enough. It'll keep. Oh It'll my keep. God! I just figured it out. <clears throat> that is when Trent turns. He's been looking for people, right? Wheeler Yuta got in here. All these guys got in while he's on break, and he's made hints of it on BTE. Dude, what if Danhausen's the last one? He's like, that's it. I'm done with all these new best friends, and then takes out Danhausen. Because everyone loves Danhausen. <clears throat> Tell me that won't put the biggest heat on Trent Beretta. Let him be in uh, the new Undisputed Era. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying to you. All right. <laughs> All right, well, the best part of this match was when it ended, not just because of that reason, uh, but because <laughs> now... <laughs> not because Brian Danielson was not waiting for him on the ramp or through the exit. He actually just got in the ring with him. Um, and, man, 
Great promo by Danielson. Basically, what it comes down to is he doesn't want to face Mox. He wants to join forces. He wants to take some guys under his wing. And he's like, it shouldn't have a, we shouldn't be in, in AEW. We shouldn't have a dinosaur as one of our tag team champions. Um, Thank you. I've been saying it for weeks. Yep. And he called out, I think he called out uh, Adam Page too. We shouldn't have a, a, you know, uh, ineffectual cowboy as our world champion or something like that. Uh, just a great promo, and obviously Mox doesn't answer. He just looks off. Uh, I have a funny feeling it's just going to lead to a feud between them. Uh, honestly, I'd like to see them team up and get a couple young guys under him. And Renee <clears throat> ain't coming home. No, Renee. I was going to say young, and I was going to say Paquette. And then I almost said baguette, and I was I kind of threw myself off. Um, Triple H. Renee tweeted, "He won't talk." Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Renee, someone said something to him to her, being like, "You should push him." And she goes, "I, he won't talk to me either. I want him to join forces as well." And I was like, "Okay, she doesn't do works, right?" Right, she does. Yeah. She'll she'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't watch this match!" Like when he was in the uh, death match with the exploding ring and all that shit. Or I'm sorry, the, the sparklers. <laughs> um. So anyway, she played into it, which I thought was kind of a cool thing. If they were to join forces right now, then do it right away and make them go for the tag titles right away because he called out the dinosaur situation. But if you're doing it and and creating a stable that does nothing heading into uh, revolution and we're one week away. I'm sorry, we're one month away. Not enough time. I'd rather the answer this week tonight is Moxley just drops him and then we head to a match. There you go. The stable idea is cool. He said we could have a Wheeler Yuta under us or a Lee Moriarty or however you say it. And I'm like, okay, I can see it being cool. I like it. It, uh, he's always been a loner, Moxley. Yeah. So well, I think he's just he's minus the shield, okay. But you know, I mean, he's mainly been that loner kind of guy in every other aspect of his career. So mm-hmm. I think this could be a really cool moment for him to drop him. At least let's at least hope that's where it goes. Um, and it's funny because Danielson's like, I'm tired of that. We have crap on this show. Next segment. The first person to come out is Brandy. Oh, Get God. the fuck out of here. Uh, doing and her... we're in Chicago. Yep. And, and what does she say while we are in Chicago? Hey, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, you bitch. Doing her All right, best... so you're going for intentional heat. Oh, obviously she's doing her best Stephanie McMahon. This whole thing was her being Stephanie McMahon. Like, legitimately, oh, that's all it was. The emasculation... You got the slap. I told you, those two are obsessed with Triple H and Stephanie. Oh, my God. I never thought about her doing the Stephanie role. It's exactly a thousand percent what she's done from the get-go. You're right. I didn't catch it until right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. But she was being booed to shreds. Shut the fuck up. Where are you when a guy who... Yeah, shut the fuck up when, when... you're facing a guy like Dan Lambert who is an, a heel magnet. He's great at doing heel work, and people are cheering for him. Mm-hmm. What does that say? It was a horrible uh, segment. It was, and I don't like that they kind of broke the fourth wall. 
And like the only face is, you know, the only face, uh, or the only term, the only time you've been faced is when you were face down or, you know. Yeah. The whole thing was just a, a fucking mess. It was, it was terrible. Uh, we did get to see, um, and I forgot her name already. Why can't I ever think of her goddamn name? Oh, Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt. Oh, that was awesome. Get, uh, give me some more Paige Van Zandt. I'll take that. Uh, the, the problem now, is she's going to be green in the ring. Oh, go ahead. you can't fight. Well, okay, so I was like, oh, my God. We had that whole sign idea, like, if Brandy shows up, we riot. I may have to have if Brandy wins, we riot. Oh, my God. I thought about it. I go, if this leads to Brandy and Paige at the pay-per-view, the crowd is going to boo the balls out of that, or mm-hmm. it is going to be an eruption for Paige. The yeah. only thing I could think of is Paige Van Zant, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky versus Brandy, Cody, and Dustin. Oy, I, just I thought think of, that's what's going to happen. I just thought of a new sign idea for you. You're not Stephanie, Brandy. <laughs> Yo, I got to be honest with you. So I was doing the math. I've been watching their episodes, and I'm going to have only so many opportunities to really throw up signs. We're going to have to have only come down to one or two because with ten, I'm on the 10th row of the oh, first dude. level area. Yeah, you know, you bring one, bring one sign. Don't bring fucking 10. Well, we have 17 ideas written down. <laughs> well, you're going to have to whittle them down. I'm bringing a marker. Um... <laughs> So, last week I said, or it was like two weeks ago, I go, I could have sworn they said something other than House of Black. And they did it again this week. They said, representing the House of Black, the kings of the Black Throne. That's who Malachi and Brody are. And I think that's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Because that just means someone's got to be joining the House of Black at some point. More people. It leaves it open, right? If you're... Hmm. Representing the House of Black, and you are the tag team. You are the only House of Black representing. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's you know. a good point. Yeah, eh, maybe they just got a little. And they defeated. Women. Yeah, they defeated Pack and Penta, and Pack played with the or played the whole I'm blind thing for a minute, and they did a good job. Where did. every time uh, Malachi went at him, he ducked and moved and stuff. But it was great because right before it began, Jr. goes, "Oh my God!" He goes, "I hope this isn't a blindfold match, folks, because I swore I'd never call one of these again." <laughs> <laughs> I love Jr. I love Jr. Yo, because so he's getting old, he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Yeah. Nyla so, Rose beat Ruby Soho. Yeah. So this is, and you know, they oh, you're going back to that. Sorry. Yeah. No, to Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho. Yeah. No, I, that's what I want to talk about because yeah. they mentioned this on Cornette. Uh, you know, and I know we t- we try not to do this because we don't want to just make it sound like we're parroting somebody. But the, it's the it's the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I had the same exact fucking thought when I watched this match. Yeah, Nyla Rose comes into AEW. You have her lose to Riho. You don't immediately put the title on her. You don't have her clearing house every week in like sixty second squashes, thirty second squashes. And now you've brought in Ruby Soho, and you figure that's a good opportunity to start giving Nyla the push that you should have gave her two years ago. I don't get this. I don't get this. And now it's the worst time because the best heel you have going is Britt Baker. And it's she's. Yep. Not, it doesn't matter what Nyla does. She can come around and beat everybody's ass, but you're not going to do the heel versus heel thing. Because mm-hmm. when you do, that crowd is going to be 100% uh, behind Britt. So, I mean, you can do it if you want, but 
unless Britt gets dethroned somehow by someone soon. Yeah. Which I don't want to see. I kind of want to see her her reign continue. And it nothing to do with other than I don't know if anybody else is as credible to hold the world title for the women's right now. Thunder Rosa. You gave Yes, and then I would be okay with Nyla Rose going after her. Because, man, that right there would remind me of uh, Awesome Kong and Gail Kim. That would be perfect. Mm, there that you would go. Be the, the absolute way to go. So let's hope that's where they go. Hey, man, I would love to see Brett Baker and Thunder Rosa at Revolution. Please tell me that's what happens. That would be great. I, I have not watched live in my entire life a good women's match. I think it'd be cool to finally see one. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen great matches live. And, right. You know, I, I thought the other day when they were like, it's the Revolution ladder match. I go, I don't think I've ever seen a ladder match live. But I hmm. have seen one. It was Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 25. But, dude, I was in Section 300. I was way the fuck up. And I'm like, this time I'm going to be real close, able to watch. I'm excited about seeing Oh, God, that's the perfect time to have a sign is the ladder match. What am I thinking? Oh, my God, I can get them all out of the way early. Brandy shows up, we riot. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> there you go. See, it works out. Oh, my all God, right. I'll do like uh, Sam Guevara on commercial break. I'll just stand there and just keep putting them down one by one. All right, I'm sorry. That's keep actually going. a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, and then the main event... I, I just wow. I just don't know. I just I, I texted you, I said, look at man, no spoilers. They went through with the match. I just want you to know that. And I texted that at like the twenty minute mark. I was like, Wow, okay, this is real. Heads up, man, you're gonna actually want to sit and watch this at some point when you get back from darts. And I did, and I did. Uh I did end up watching this episode. Uh man, I don't know why they did it on TV. Um Beat him not once but twice in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't get it. I have no problem with Punk losing. I have no problem with Punk putting over MJF. I'm all for that. It it just you know, uh, Wardlow's like you know hesitancy seemed a little forced. Uh, the, the false very finish. forced. What's that? Very forced. Yeah, um, it just was a letdown, man. It was a decent match. Right, false dusty finish was great. I yes. liked it because I even I go, what? Yeah, we're ending like that already. I go, I mean, okay, but there's like thirty minutes left of this episode. I go, <laughs> we better start debuting people left and right. What the fuck is going on right now? Like nothing is planned. And then the restart. I go, ah, the old dusty. All right. Um. So. I'm okay with it because for the last like month, every time, you know, you always see people, these are my card predictions for the upcoming pay-per-view and people try to guess if they can as to how, like, what the match will be. I try to do that too every now and then, but everyone's prediction has been Punk vs. MJF pinnacle banned from ringside. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now it makes sense. Here's where it's going to be. And all pinnacle will be banned from ringside at revolution. It'll probably be that. Um, Unless it's something like they go to the next degree, like a strap match, a cage of some form, um, something that is an inclusive, an inclusive kind of match where you can't have the others involved somehow. I, I'm just spitballing here. I don't I was, know. What I was thinking cage match. 
I was thinking cage match, but I mean, uh, that's my thing. Like, they, they shouldn't be fighting on TV. They should be fighting at pay-per-views. Now, I understand it's harder because AEW doesn't have that many. If they got, like, a, a core three or core four, right? So, four pay-per-views so, yeah, so, so I don't. I, so I guess, you know, but you could still stretch that over the better part of a year. You could do that. Yes, yes, but this thing has been building for a good amount of time. Punk's been here since September. It's the feud everybody really wants. Why are we going to dance around it before one of them loses their prime or gets an injury? And the reason I'm okay, I mean, this started our last episode in December. Mm. Or it was like in November, I think. One or the other. It was like right towards the end of November. And then this feud began, and they're finally winning. The final first match. Or finally, we have our first match on Dynamite in February. This is no different than when WWE had four shows a year and someone would upset someone on a Saturday night's main event. Yeah. Right? Yeah, fair enough. You have to have your shows to lead and get people to buy that. And you're like, wow, I can't believe that MJF just beat him. And you're like, well, he'll probably get the, the win at the pay-per-view. But will he? Hmm. What if, well, what if MJF has another trick up his sleeve? Mm-hmm. Which I think he will, and I think Punk's going to lose at the pay-per-view. I actually believe that. I don't think Punk's going to get his win back right here. And I'm liking this. I don't know. Uh, tonight they better fucking announce a match between them because I'm getting antsy. We're one month away, like I said, no matches. But we are having a match tonight uh, for the world title. It's a Texas death match. Adam Page and Lance Archer. Um, unless Adam Cole is going to face Adam Page at the, the pay-per-view... I don't know who else is a credible fighter or a guy considering Danielson and Moxley are doing what they're doing and Punk and MJF are where they're at. So unless Lance Archer wins and then we get another up-and-comer who could – or not up-and-comer, but what if Keith Lee is all of a sudden the next guy to come in line? I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, we have options there. So – I would absolutely be okay with Lance Archer winning tonight. I'm just throwing that out there right now. And the reason is, is from that stupid promo. He's going to face you in a death match. What? <laughs> You're an idiot, Paige. Hey, it gives me points, so I'll take it. Yeah, well, um, one of the funniest things on Dynamite was Adam Cole. Oh, my God. Brandon, record. I hate, you know, the Brandon Cutler's always doing the camera work, but... I'm tired of people not taking me serious around here. And this Friday on Rampage, I continue my my winning record against Evil Uno. And I go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I go, are you serious? Yeah. I go, that was the person you named? You yeah. could have named anybody in the world, and you went with Evil Uno. That's going to make me take you serious. Yep. And Rampage was just, I feel like this was a phoning it in kind of show. Ricky Starks retains the FTW title against Jay Lethal. Don't get they it. signed Lethal to make him look like a bum. Yep. Uh, he's on, like, dark most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless he's going to come and take the title from someone. I don't know. Uh, Sammy Guevara retained his TNT title against Isaiah Cassidy. Um, and Cole defeated Evil Uno. Oh, one more thing about the Jeff Hardy thing. Why I think it'd be great for him to come and win tonight on Dynamite and beat Isaiah Cassidy. Because he's in the Andrade Hardy Family Foundation for kids with not wrestling contracts or whatever the fucking name is. It would be a perfect thing to have him lose or have Isaiah lose to Matt's brother. Right. 
I'm wondering if that's why they named him. I mean, he just had a match against Sammy. Now all of a sudden he has to be in the qualifier too. Yeah. Hot nudie. Yeah, kind of, well, it's a, it's better than WWE. They still need a little work, but they're, you know, they, as good they, as they it gets. It, it's better than it, better than that. Um, yeah, what I'm most excited, one of the things I'm excited for and, and kind of uh, wondering about is the inner circle meeting. I'm glad That's the that they're thing I'm, for tonight. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm glad that they're pushing that. I'm glad that they're hinting towards getting Santana and Ortiz on their own. Uh, but for me, honestly, I just want it to be quick, and I want it to be soon. What concerns me is not concerns me, but I think what this really shows is how I don't know if Jericho's always been this way or if he's just was in WWE for too long, but. Do you notice, like, everything with the Inner Circle is, like, a meeting or a skit or a scenario? It's like it's like that episode of South Park where they make fun of Family Guy and how they come up with those little cutscenes. <laughs> like, he's literally yep. just pulling Post-it notes out of a bag and being like, huh, steak, dinner, uh, song and dance, MJF. Okay, I guess that's what we're going with tonight. <laughs> Bro, it, it's like he has a location, a scenario, and a fucking, you know? I, I don't get it. So I'm just hoping. I'm laughing because when you said steak dinner, I was like, oh, yeah, like the medium rare thing. And all of a sudden you go, <laughs> a song and dance. I go, oh, my God, he's really bringing up dinner, Dembanair. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, that's happening tonight as well. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the inner circle implodes tonight and Eddie Kingston is involved. Good. That's my hopes. You know, it's a shame that of all the things we could watch with AEW, we'll actually never get to see the rage in the cage between Brian Cage versus Christian Cage versus Ethan Page versus Adam Page in a steel cage on Rampage. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Night. Wing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I just got a couple real good points on the Royal Rumble for you good shit this week. Yes, I know the Royal Rumble has already passed, but what I really wanted to talk to you guys about is the fact that, well... Mick Foley pointed out in a nice tweet, he said, how many mothers are in this ring? I mean, let's just face it, a few years ago, if a female wrestler became pregnant, it was pretty much a career killer. So the fact that there were so many women in the Royal Rumble this year that are mothers, that is just freaking awesome. But my other point on the Royal Rumble this year is the fact that they are allowing many of the wrestlers to just show and display more of their true personality, like the Sailor Moon costume with Sasha Banks and the Naruto costume from Selena Vega and stuff like that. I just think that was just awesome that they're doing it. The Obviously, the New Day has been doing it with their Power Rangers gear and some of the other gear that they've done in the past. So I just think it's a really good thing that they're doing all that. As always, great to hear from Nightwing. And you know what, man? Okay, I'll, I'll have a soft spot for this one, too. I think it's kind of cool. Think about all the years that we've been watching wrestlers on TVs, all these guys. They pump a baby out at home or in the wife and uh, take off and go on the road 300 days a year. You know what I mean? And they got kids at home, but they like Heath Slater. I got kids, right? 
But there you go. The ladies in wrestling back in the day, you had to keep your body fit. You had to keep it prime. And once you had a kid, you were no good to anybody anymore, pretty much in WWE. Not to be a dick, but that's kind of how they treated everybody back in the day. That's how it was, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And it's really cool. I I think Mick Foley had made a mention. There were a ton of mothers in the Royal Rumble. And for some reason, I go, man, that's just kind of cool. Yeah, and, you know, for... Nightwing to say that. I think that's really, really... I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is just kind of cool to see where we've evolved to. And, man, I mean, think about back in the day, oh, I used to watch my dad wrestle. You know, my mom is a badass. She was throwing a bitch over the fucking top rope last night. What does your mom do? <laughs> work at a grocery store? That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep, very cool. And very I do cool. like that WWE is allowing different ring gears, you know, like people who are yeah. paying homage to things. It's cool. Yeah, Nightwing, I don't know if, like, that's, like, you know, I mean, that's kind of been going on for a while. Well, not everybody. Sometimes they're, like, subtle hints, but, like, for someone like Sasha to go, like, that was, like, full-blown, like, 4A costume kind of Sailor Moon. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, I mean. They've since, yeah. Yeah, see, I think, dude, fucking MVP was dressed like Black Panther. Like, he had the legit, straight-up Black Panther costume. Like, that was dun, like a year ago. That's Pink Panther. Oh, Jesus. Clouseau. It's been a rough week. Well, let's bring something to the table! Just bring it, bitch! All right, like I said, I, I, I went with a little swerve here, changing things up. Uh, I kind of put my previous one in uh, talking about who the potential new signee at AEW is going to be. But, uh, yeah, I just want to – I stumbled across something on Twitter, and it's something I had no fucking clue about. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe it's something you've seen before. Uh, but it was a clip of Jim Cornette. And at the drive-thru. He's looking at a monitor, and, he, and he's watching Impact. And it's Bobby Lashley, and it's Dan Lambert, and America Top Team. And he goes, can anybody tell me what the fuck that, what, what just happened? Or can anybody tell me what you saw? And Lashley and Lambert come walking to the back, and Cornette just fucking goes after him. You dumb motherfucker! And just goes off, and Lashley's like, I don't work for you. And he's like, what did you think was going to happen? And then it just starts p- turning into pushing and shoving. I thought that it was just... because. I've heard him mention Lashley before, and he's always had nothing but positive things to say about Lashley. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I just worked myself into a shoot, not realizing that that was like a storyline that it was Cornette against Lambert and Lashley. I didn't I even had know no that idea. existed. So I had to go and watch them. Yeah, dude, the clip in itself is great because Cornette just fucking goes off. It's great. Like, like he's like gonna step to Bobby Lashley. Like that's how pissed off he gets. It was. It was this is why we bring things to the table. I've never seen this, and yeah, I gotta man. go see this. That's awesome. Yeah, I found it on Twitter, but I can't. I haven't been able to find the video since. I saw a couple others for that storyline. So yeah, it's out there. I'm gonna have to check that out. Okay. You know what's funny about the your showing me something that I've never seen? I got one for you. We absolutely love watching. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even calling him by his new name. Walter, we loved his dragon off matches. He had a great match against Tyler Bate. It was like a 45-minute classic mm-hmm. in NXT. Yep. YouTube, look up 
Walter versus Tyler Bate for the title in Progress Wrestling. Another 45-minute banger. Nothing really repeated, man. I mean, like, very few moves repeated when it comes to the things that they did. And you know what I like about Tyler Bate is that everybody, every match, has a Torpe Suicida. This guy does a full-blown dive, swan, uh, swan dive over the top rope. I go, thank you, man. Hey, every time I go see someone running through the ropes, I'm like, and he went over the top, and I go, because that's what you should be doing, man. Go to the highest you can on a big guy like Walter. And it was just cool. Good match. Check it out. I loved it. Now, fasten your seatbelts. We're getting into this DeLorean. We're going 55, some bitches. Was it 55 or 65? I don't even think it was that. I think it was like 82 or something weird, things like that. Let's find out. <clears throat> the old How about we just, uh, you know, put the pedal to the metal? Go! <laughs> Uh, 88 miles per hour. <laughs> there it is. I go 55. I'm like, I'm just doing the speed limit, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sammy Hagar can't drive 55. Ooh, nice. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! Hey man, I uh, I kind of lost my smile. I'm not really sure I could do this week. <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it for you. Triple H. Oh my god, dude! All right, well, you're doing all the Monday Night Wars. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, weird week. Uh, no Raw on the tenth, uh, but we did get the Triple H was there Thursday. Raw Thursday, he was indeed. Uh, we'll get there. We'll start with Nitro though, as it came first. Uh, we open up with Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. Malenko, obviously, uh, the cruiserweight champion, doesn't have his title though uh, because it was stolen by Six. Because that's like his gimmick is stealing people's belts. Repo Man uh, Malenko and cuts a quick promo. There you go. And Malenko cuts a quick promo on Six, calling him out for him. if he wants a match, he can have one. Uh, naturally, Six comes out towards the end of the match. He tries to steal the U.S. title again. Um, and I don't know if Six was trying to do, like, the sneaky thief thing, you know, where he's like a cat burger, like, tiptoeing slow, or if he had to slow down to let Eddie get to him. I think it was the latter. I think it was, too. Um, it looked like he came too fast, and he's like, I should probably oh, let's make it look like I'm going to sneak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Eddie gets it back, and then Six gets away. Uh, but in the process, he gets counted out. Uh, both Eddie and Malenko look pretty pissed after the match, and uh, Eddie does go to shake Malenko's hand, but he just slaps it away. Uh, Zabisco bricks on his favorite catchphrase, and it was the perfect time to use it. He goes, yeah, well, that's the stench of the new world. And then he just says order. He doesn't say odor. 
I'm like, did you trip over yourself, or did you just not to think to use that? Because that would have been the perfect the only time it worked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, DDP comes to the ring in plain clothes. Uh, he's got a chair. He's got a mic. Says he's got a bullseye on his forehead, and if something's gonna happen, I'm just gonna let it happen. And then out comes Sting and Macho. Fucking huge pop, uh, dude. This dude. Neither of these dudes have said anything in the last couple months, few months for Sting, and he gets the biggest pop every night. Um, and it's just it's the same shtick. They come to the ring. Uh, they tap on the chair. I love the, the hitting of the they chair. Put, I don't know why. It's maybe it's just so it intimidating does. because you are hitting the metal chair with yeah. the bat. It's awesome. And makes a loud noise, and the guy, you know, DDP is kind of flinching a little bit. Uh, they push him into the corner with the bat. They toss him the bat, turn their backs. They take the bat back, and they leave. Rinse and repeat. There's your segment. Yep, rinse and repeat. There you go. Uh, let's see. Next we get Bobby Eaton versus Conan. It's a showcase for Conan. Conan wins. Uh, next we get Ron Powers versus Lex Luger. Uh, they uh, re- recap Luger getting jumped by the Outsiders with the uh, lead pipes the previous week. Uh, Bischoff stops Luger on the way of the ring. His hand's in a cast. Luger's is. Uh, he's got a couple broken bones, and Bischoff says, well, I can't let you wrestle unless you get released by a doctor. Uh, and if you do try to go wrestle without getting that release, uh, I'm going to fire you. So Luger's just pissed, and yeah, that, that's it. Luger gets pissed off, goes to the back, and then Giant comes out. Uh, takes his place. It's a squash. Um, Tanae interviews the Giant in the ring, and uh, obviously Luger and Giant are supposed to be tagging against the Outsiders at Super Brawl, uh, but the Giant's going to have to take on the Outsiders solo. Uh, and Giant actually starts putting Luger over and says, I got a question for him. Naturally, Luger comes out. And and this was just such a letdown because Giant, this is where Giant's like, you know, we talked about, you know, a lot of people like to criticize Giant, but when he won the title, he was on a pretty good run. He was oh, doing yeah. decent promos for him. You know what I mean? Every and week now we couldn't it's just, get it, enough. <clears throat> exactly. Well, this one wasn't so great. Basically, yeah. it was a long-winded way getting to, I'll, I'll fight the match by myself, and when I win, I'll give you your belt. It was just weird. Uh, so, yeah, that was all that was. Uh, we see the NWO in the parking lot. They're heading into the arena. Uh, next, we get High Voltage versus the Steiners. Uh, basically, they're just putting over the Steiners. Uh, quick match, uh, setting up the Four Corners tag match at Super Brawl. It's going to be the Steiners, Public Enemy, Faces of Fear, and Harlem Heat. Uh, let's see. Next, On paper, uh, it looks good. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know how I feel about Four Ways. It's even worse when it's tag teams. Um, Me too. Especially so we're supposed to be getting guys. Piper... But I vey. Uh, we get the NWO music hitting. It's Nash Hall, Bischoff Six, and, and Nick Patrick. They head to the commentary. Nash goes, I look like Vince Neal. And Bischoff goes, Oh, I got scared for a second. I didn't know what you were going to say. Because <laughs> he just heard Vince and he's like, Oh, shit. Um, Bischoff got a message from his secretary that Randy Anderson wants to speak to him. So Anderson comes out with his wife and kids. Oh, my God. Nash goes, what is this, family feud? <laughs> I know, I loved it. <laughs> it was stupid, but He's I loved it. He's great with zingers. Uh, wants <laughs> he was. He was pretty good. Um, wants his jobs back, and uh, basically he says, kids, why don't you come up here? Come come over here. I need you to tell your dad that he's still fired. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I remember watching yeah. that back in the day. It was either something they re-showed over and over or 
Uh, I actually just watched it live because it looked so familiar to me. Do you remember that? But I la- laughed equally as hard. Hey, just, just want you to tell your daddy's still fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bischoff says, you know, I want everybody to know that I do have a little bit of a heart. And he goes, you know what? If you want a shot at getting your job back, you're going to have to fight Nick Patrick next week. Oh, dear God. Okay. And his wife and his wife's like, you know, the doctor said you can't do that. You can't do that because, you know, he's just getting over cancer. So, yeah, and Anderson accepts. So Because uh, I beat well, we cancer and I can to. beat you next week, Nick Patrick. <laughs> uh, next we get the Outsiders versus the Extreme, who are the Eastern Seaboard champs from, can you laugh at this, Greenwich, Connecticut. <laughs> and he, he calls it out. It's so great. I love it. Uh, Bischoff calls Zabisco to join him on commentary. It's a squash. Uh, and Nash and uh, and Hall basically just talk shit on the Giant and Luger. And there's your lot as we head into hour two. Uh, we got Rey Mysterio over Steven Regal for the TV title. I did not like the ending on this. Nope. It's a good match. You got to figure. Ray's still in his, you know, in his youth. He's still, you know, he's very good, but, you know, he's hasn't become the superstar that we know today. Uh, and Regal at this point is, you know, a ring general, and they put on a great match, uh, even with the conflict in styles. But uh, basically, Ray rolls up Regal. We get a two count, and then the bell rings. And we find out that time had expired. Yeah. It, it could have just expired. You could have gotten there in different ways. Which It was weird. I didn't like it. I, um, uh, I, I got to go on record to say this. I don't know if I've ever fully said it, but... Other than 96, 97, and 98, Ray, I've never given a shit about Ray Mysterio. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I just don't care at all. And I'm like, I think maybe it was the world title thing that put me in the sour way of it, I guess. And it's probably, and it's not probably any fault of his, you know what I mean? It's the creative mind of Vince. I mean, we talked about it last week. Ooh, let's give him the world title. But, oh, hang on, Eddie's in hell. <laughs> so, you know, it was, you know, WWE booking. I don't know. I just I, I just never really have been on board. I liked him tagging with Edge, but I just never really cared for Ray. So, yeah, sorry about to, you know, steer this ship, but we got past the iceberg. Let's move on. No, absolutely. I can agree with you there. Uh, next we get Kevin Sullivan in a squash and gets interviewed by Tanay. Um, he, at first, he kind of uses his promo about Nancy and Benoit to put over Nitro as a show. Yeah. It was weird. Um, and at one point he goes, he tells somebody, shut up, don't wrap me up. I'm like, wow, okay. Um, dude, it was a rambling promo, and it was rough. It just went nowhere. I, I don't know if he was so super distraught about everything that was going on that he couldn't get his shit right, but this was just awful. It was not a good one to watch. No, it left me more confused than before I watched it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we get a recap of the Piper NWO promo with Hogan when he had his kid with him, and we get another squash. Uh, Hugh Morris defeating Alex Wright, Das Wunderkind. All right. Pretty this humorous how you possibly... said his nickname. I like that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, God. I think we're going to get another one later, too, on Raw. You're welcome. Um, so next we get Chavo Jr. and Jeff Jarrett versus Ben Juan Mongo. This is my favorite part of the wars, I think, in general. So yeah, I'm, I'm watching intently just to watch Mongo botch something. He can't even take a flat back bump right. He just like goes flying across the ring. It's terrible. So Mongo gets in the ring with uh, Jeff Jarrett. 
uh, and does this weird throw of Jarrett into the corner where Benoit is. And you just see Jarrett turn to Benoit and go, tag him in. <laughs> tag him out. And Benoit immediately tags him out. It was so great. He, I, I don't know that that's what he said. I'm pretty fucking sure that he was like, this guy's terrible. He did a Get quick mumble, here. and all of a sudden it was a tag right after. And I didn't really put two and two together, but now that makes sense as to what he probably did say. That's really funny. It was blatant. It was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Um, and then uh, fucking at one point, uh, Double J goes out to the floor and Deborah's checking his suspenders or trying to slip him a weapon or something. Uh, and while all that commotion's going on, uh, fucking Mongo gets the pin. Uh, they get into it a little bit. We get the horsemen in a ring. Um, this is fucked up, dude. I never thought about this. Two divorces... Works and shoots in one and the same storyline. Yeah. In one storyline. How fucked up is that? Jesus. Hey, um, I'm sleeping with him I'm, now. Is there a chance that you'd be able to make me not have to be with the horseman anymore, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's hilarious. Mongo apparently only tries to steal the mic from Mean Gene because he never tried to steal it from Tanae during this interview. Uh, he runs down the Jags just because they're in Jacksonville just to get some heat. And then Deborah has popcorn in her hair, which was fucking great. <laughs> it, this was just terrible. I, I My last note was, dear God, Deborah, shut up. She's fucking awful. I got popcorn in my hair, y'all. It's butter. <laughs> Actually, I can't uh, well, believe yeah, it's not butter. <laughs> Boo. Oh, piss <laughs> off. Uh, we close the show. Piper comes to the ring, and Hogan's in the NWO studios in Hollywood. Uh, we get a split screen. Uh, Piper just keeps fiddling with his earpiece. It was weird. Um, calls Hogan a bald-headed geek. Somebody in the crowd yells to Piper, buy some pants. <laughs> uh, Piper asks Hogan if him, and, if him and Bischoff are married. He in San Francisco. Um Man, for Piper, this was kind of a weak promo. It it, it didn't really deliver. I actually for me. thought it was a weak way to go off air. I was like, "Yo, you had yeah. nothing against you tonight, and you still didn't deliver." I'd be actually mad that I was able to watch all of Nitro unopposed for the first time ever <laughs> and be like, "This is what I watched tonight." It was not that great a show, yeah. man. Nothing. I'm over the the double shoot worked divorces and like like how they're. Presenting it is is horrible. Um, everything is just bad. But I do know that next week, I'm just going to say, this is as far as I've watched next week, and we get to witness a felony. Okay. Okay. Well, you ready for Thursday Raw Thursday? No, 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 no. I'm not ready for Thursday Raw Thursday. I'm ready for Thursday, Thursday Raw Thursday. Thursday Raw Thursday. Oh my it's God, my favorite night of the of week. That. Except for the night that I work on Mondays to get paid. <laughs> All right. Well, we open up. We're finding out that the title is being vacated, and the winner of the final four will become the new champion. Um, yeah, we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Not going to uh, lie, as a fan, and... back in the day, watching that, I remember being like, ooh, maybe this is Brett's chance to get the title back. Because I, I was still Brett Hart fan <laughs> at heart, you know, and – I was conflicted even when he did the turn at WrestleMania. So, you know, and we'll get into all that. But when they said it's vacant, oh, I got excited. 
But I knew I wasn't getting this uh, pay-per-view because WrestleMania was coming up. I'm like, you can only ask for so much shit coming up here. <laughs> Let's not ask for a two-hour yeah, yeah. pay-per-view. Right. Got to choose your shots. Uh, we open up Rocky Maivia versus Triple H for the IC title. Um, somebody had a Vince's number one sign. Well, lately, he's been number two. So, um, uh, Jim Ross says, Helmsley is the most cerebral intercontinental champ since Honky Tonk Man. I didn't realize that cerebral all the way back term. then wow yeah pretty cool it's a cool moment interesting cool things, right surprising to just call him a goddamn yeah. jezebel <laughs> give it time uh he's a cerebral jezebel <laughs> well uh, shit this whole episode has been about triple h he's the cerebral jezebel that's who he's going to show up as in AEW, the cerebral Jezebel oh, Triple H. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, God. Oh, well, well, you got Jim Russ there to announce it, so oh it my might God. just happen. You never know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Honky starts on commentary. He heals on Rocky. Gives Triple H some profit. He says he's still not a great IC champ as I am. Uh, Rocky's not getting the Rocky Die chance yet. Just yet. Uh, he is getting a lot of Rocky chants, but it's all the kids. It's so weird because you can tell it's only the kids. None of the adults in the crowd are cheering for Rocky. It's just the fucking kids. It's hilarious. Uh, Rocky wins with a small package, gets a decent pop, gets interviewed briefly by Doc Hendricks. Yeah, fucking Rocky Maivia is the IC champ. So give it two weeks. We'll be here. Rock, die, rock, die. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, he dedicates it to... His father and grandfather. It was cool. And grandfather, yep. yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was a moment. Yeah, it was a moment. I mean, it happened. It, it was, was a, a segment. We watched it. <laughs> yeah, seg one, you know. Well, seg two, I guess. Uh, yeah, we got a quick uh, video package on the final four pay-per-view in your house coming up. Uh, and we get Sunny out to the ring and, uh, oh, God, where's I don't even know what to say. Where did I put? And she's just patting her body down and then just reaches between her tits and pulls out the paper. And that gets a pop. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's the fucking headbangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they take on Bob Holly and Aldo Montoya. Go ahead. So I was right a couple of weeks ago that the headbangers, I think they were the nuns that were on Shotgun Saturday night. And I think that's just, just, in, right, that's yeah. just incredible. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> there, you go. there it is. There it Headbangers is. Headbangers win. <laughs> Uh, we see uh, Shawn Michaels backstage with Monsoon before we had to break. When we come back, we got Vince in the ring with Monsoon. Calls out Heartbreak Kid. Uh, basically, he had an MRI done, needs surgery on his knee. He's been here before, but this is worse than last time. He may never wrestle again. Uh, doesn't have any toughness right now. There's lots of sorrow, tears, and sadness. He's lost a lot of things, and one of them is his smile. The second he hugs Vince. Yep. Monsoon hugs HBK. They go, he actually takes the time to go around and slap up all the fans. Uh, hugs JR and Fink. Uh, he got roses and cards from the fan. He got accosted by a lot of people. People were grabbing him, tugging on him. He handled it pretty well. I love how, uh, all right, they didn't announce that he was going to vacate the title until Raw. We do not have internet. It did not go into the goddamn newspaper. Why did this fan have flowers and a card? That was not it bothered me i was like it could have just been a fan but it was a plant yeah it was likely a plant Uh, because it was the one chick that was crying that was dressed up like hbk so um 
Yeah, here's the thing, man. You already referenced it. I'm just going to say it again just to kind of drive the point home. He was being a bitch because he didn't want to job out and lose the title to Hart. Yeah. He didn't want to return the favor. Because you know. So he said, fuck it, I'll just drop it. You know that Hart is, even as we already know how everything plans out, even if this title wasn't on the line, most likely Hart was going to win this thing. So I don't know. It's just, (laughs) it, it was that. But what pisses me off even more is I'm sure you may remember it, but I'll just let it happen for you at WrestleMania 23. The bullshit. Of Shawn Michaels, we'll say that. Yep. I said twenty three. I meant thirteen. I got you. I, I scared I me for a second there. <laughs> uh, next, I wrote fans are so obnoxious. I think it was just because people were just behind Vince, just like <laughs> oh god, so annoying. Uh, next, we get Savio Vega versus Taker. It was a solid match. Those two work well together. They are in the BSK together, so yeah, that probably has something to do with it. Uh, Taker wins with a choke slam. Nation storms the ring. Ahmed runs in for the save, gets overtaken. Uh, Taker does the sit up, couple choke slams, clears the ring. There we go. Uh, I'm not sure if Ahmed taking his Prozac yet or not, but you know, I'm sure we'll find out. Uh, next, we get Austin versus Sid. Austin's getting a good reaction at this point. I'd say he's more of a tweener at this point. Yeah. Because uh, he's definitely a heel, but he's getting a lot of fucking cheers. Uh, so. You know, he's definitely making that transition towards WrestleMania. So uh, we get Doc Hendricks is with Monsoon going over how to uh, t- basically just talking about his decision to crown the new champ uh, at Final Four. Um, Sid's getting a title shot on Raw the day after Final Four. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot of Austin chance. Uh, Brett runs in, goes after Brett runs in, goes after Austin. We get a DQ. Sid's not too happy. He goes after Brett, and uh, we get Vader backstage with Bear. Uh, and then I just wrote, poor Leon tried. <laughs> this promo just did not. Dude, it's the fucking week of bad promos. Yeah, it was. Dude, both shows. Both shows did not. Again, being unopposed, <laughs> no one had a decent show other than Sean throwing some visine in his eyes so he would be able to drip out a cry. There you go. But he also there lost a smile, too, so, you know. He, he did lose his smile. That can make a man cry, man. Uh, we got Farouk and Crush versus Bulldog and Owen. I just wrote, I love Owen and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so fucking great. Uh, we get an interview with Brett Backstage while he's watching the match. Uh, and he actually, instead of ca- talking shit on uh, Shawn Michaels, he says, you know, it's kind of sad that he's hanging it up. Puts him over a little bit. And I wrote, it's, that's nice, considering why he lost his smile. And Brett was still able to put him over. So, you know. Maybe he was like, all right, fine. If you're going to be injured and you're really going to go away this long and everything like that. Well, at least I'll get my goddamn title and I can be on top again where I need to be. And he's like, (laughs) I'll put you over. All right, I'll say some nice things. Brett's not going to feel that way in like two weeks, I promise you. Two, three weeks. He's going to lose his smile. (laughs) He's going to get screwed out of his smile. (laughs) Well, that seems to be the recurring theme with Brett. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, uh, JR, I like, he just uses a, a random term. We got a Donnie Brook going here like that. I thought that was funny. Um, we basically get a repeat of what happened last week. Uh, Owen goes, uh, get thrown to the outside, uh, grabbing his knee and gets counted out. Uh, Bulldog gets jumped in the ring afterwards, just left laying in the middle of the ring. Uh, and Owen can't get into the ring to make the save. He keeps trying to man and he's just messed up. He can't get in there. Um, so yeah. 
Uh, Bulldog didn't seem to be as upset as he was last week. Uh, he kind of played it off, but yeah. Uh, so we get our main event. It's Vader versus Brett. Uh, during it, Gong hits, lights go out. Uh, Taker says he's got a problem with respect lately. He's not getting any. Uh, basically, just cuts a promo for the Final Four coming up. Like he's uh, and then film. at the <laughs> and then at the end of the match, Vader goes for a moonsault and misses. Brett gets the win, and we got Austin up in the balcony. And then the show goes off the air with him trying to climb off the balcony. Yeah, and being held back like, like he was trying you, to get at him, but it's like, bro, there's other ways than diving <laughs> off of the top of the arena. You know that, like, there's a set of stairs just 14 like feet to your left. Yeah, you're probably not gonna make the ring if you try to make that jump. So, yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, and that's um, raw. Um, how familiar? Obviously, we're going back and rewatching this stuff, but how familiar are you with everything that happens for Final Four, which is next week? our next week's show that we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about. How familiar are you with that yep. and the Raw right after? Not. Sweet. I mean, um, I might be and just not realize that it happens on those events. Just a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, and I'm just starting to remember everything. I'm starting to lead into, you know, as you're talking about Owen and Bulldog, we're pretty close to the introduction, I think, of the European Championship soon. And mm-hmm. that becomes a thing. So... Because all that builds and builds with everything leading into the Heart Foundation. So we have a lot of great stuff happening over the next couple of weeks, I feel like, just with Raw alone. we got a felony next week on Nitro. Next week we have a championship match. Well, two championship matches. And, you know, goddamn, not only does poor Leon cry, not only does poor Leon try, but poor Leon is going to fucking bleed from the eye at Final Four. I swear to God, I didn't even mean for all that to rhyme, but it absolutely is true. He takes a bad fucking hit to the face. Um, like, within, like, 30 seconds of the match, if I'm not mistaken. I can't wait to rewatch this. This is a good one. All uh, right. Yeah, man, Raw Nitro. We'll, we'll see where it goes from here. We got Super Brawl on the way. We got Nitro, or we got uh, uh, the Final Four on the way. But, of course, we are leading to WrestleMania 13 soon. It's all playing out just like as if we're, it were a movie, you know? <gasps> oh. And if this were a movie, I'm pretty sure that that line would have been cut because that was a horrible transition from one scene to another. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. You've had worse. Yeah, well, you know what? ODM, sell me this pen. (laughs) This week's movie, this is one of the movies I am absolutely shocked that this is the one that Leonardo DiCaprio did not get the Oscar for. I really thought this was a a phenomenal movie, and I think the only reason he ever got that one for, what is it, Reverend or whatever it was, is because there was such a commotion that he never got one. He could have came out and farted on a snare drum, you know. I thought he should have got one for another Scorsese film, The Departed. Oh, my God, absolutely. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. We did that as a quote movie one time, but I think we should bring that back as a conversation. Um, I like it. Let's pivot. We are going to pivot right now. We're not even, I'm not even selling you the pen. I'm not even talking about the movie. I'm not even going to bring it up what it was, man. <laughs> this week's movie is The Departed. 
Let's talk about it, man. Because okay. you, you just, yeah. you just, it, it's a great movie. Let's talk about it, man. You got uh, Mark Wahlberg. You have Alec Baldwin. You got Matt Damon. Uh, Martin Sheen. Uh, <laughs> who the Anthony? Edwards, I think his name, the the big guy in the he's in the academy that kind of does the shoot at the very end, all that stuff. The one uh, that oh uh, yeah, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, but of course Leonardo um, DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson. Oh Jesus, how did I forget Jack Nicholson? Because when you have a body yeah. in the mosh, you throw it in <laughs> the mosh. The whole movie is well put together. Um, I. I it's a movie I didn't see until probably mid twenties, and I'm so glad I've. It's in like top ten of mine, I'd say, of all time for how well it was written, uh, how things put together, the, the outcome of the movie. For crying out loud, I don't want to really give any spoilers because for those of you who are enjoying our movie of the week segment, if you have not watched The Departed, uh, this movie grabs you in all different directions at different times and you're starting to root for different people i mean jack nicholson's a bad guy but you still want to see him win you know i mean you want to root for the guy that throws a shitload of coke on top of a woman and tell another woman to go at it until you're numb not just that i mean there's other things he does in that movie (laughs) yeah i mean scorsese is a is a really good at, at laying out a story uh but more than that he's really good at making you invested in the characters. That's why a lot of his movies are a little longer than usual um, because it takes time and it's not just like a protagonist and an antagonist. There's, there's multiple characters that you really get to know and you're going to, it's like wrestling, man. It's, you've got to sell the character. Uh, and, and Scorsese is fantastic at doing it because even the bit players you get to know and you get to pre a Fitzy, Fitzy, yeah. That, that's not how you spell citizens. <laughs> Who'd have thought that would have come in the end the too? Phone. You know what I mean? Oh my God! What's a what's the guy's name? Mr. French. Is that really his name? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna stop selling drugs for your jerk off cousin? <laughs> I'm the guy that tells you there are people you can hit and people you can't hit. Now, that's not quite a, quite a guy you can't hit, but it's almost a guy you can't hit. So I'm going to make a fucking ruling. You don't fucking hit him. You understand? And then Mr. French beats the shit out of the guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. So great. So let Jackie's me ask you, have you, have you watched oh. uh, Irishman? I think I've asked you that before. Uh, Pacino and De Niro? Yeah, Netflix one. No, nah, I have not. So it, no. it's three and a half hour movie, but you know you're talking about how he yeah. really dives into characters. He really does in that, and you you really like have a soft spot for every character in the movie. And I feel like you kind of do that almost for every character in this movie. Um, never are you, do you want to punch Matt Damon in the face more than this movie. I feel like. Oh God, you know it's yeah, it, but and he plays the the part really well. I think. Um, Mark Wahlberg, I love. It, it's a it, it's a character I would never anticipate him doing it. Like the, it, 
Let's just say you have no idea, all right, at what we do with our job. If you knew what we were doing with our job, we'd be cunts. Are you calling us cunts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did he say? <clears throat> What's the matter, smart ass? Don't know any Shakespeare? Right? Everything that someone says, even better. Hey, how's your mother? Oh, she's busy. Or she's tired from fucking my father. <laughs> he's just, he's tremendous in the movie, obviously, for so many reasons. Um,. It just overall, I mean, and like you're saying, like the, even the villains, you have a, you have a, you get a good idea in the character. But you know, to break down at least a synopsis of this, you have two guys who are going through uh, what is the FBI, correct? Uh, state police. State police. My apologies. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, state. Um, you have the stateies, and and the stateies. And you have Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio, both guys coming from different angles, and one being undercover, and the other one technically is undercover, working for the bad guys, and doesn't realize really how used he can be, and um, they both end up banging the same girl, which is even better than that. <laughs> you get to hear Pink Floyd's uh, "Comfortably Numb" in a yeah, good it's a love live version scene. with a couple other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I like that they went with the live version on that. Good, good mm-hmm. point. Um, and that's where you get the Dropkick Murphys shipping up the Boston song, where it's like the most popular, you know, song from the movie. <laughs> and- and it wouldn't be a Scorsese song without a Stone song. Rolling Stones, of course you got to get a Rolling Stone. Which one was it in this? Uh, give me shelter. Give me shelter. I could hear. I was like, doo, doo. yep. Um, oh my god, the 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 going over to the the priest and the nuns, fucking with them. Yo, Jack Nicholson is great in this movie. <laughs> He's just so good in this movie. I and, and I don't even he, want to give away. He pulls every out line. the hand. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, the hand, and he's like, it, "Oh my God, he, he's just telling the story." Yeah. Oh my God. Where I was going with Lennon, <laughs> he's got the hand. Make me an artist. <laughs> Do you know who Lennon is? <laughs> yeah, he's a president after Lincoln, right? <laughs> Smart ass, huh? Great movie, man. Honestly, I, I like the direction that. Scorsese takes with his movies because it's not what you think it's going to be every time. Anytime you tell mm. me it's a Martin Scorsese movie, I'll watch it because it's just going to be well written, well scripted, uh, with with dialogue. People do great accents in his movies. You know, it's you're all in mm. or you're not. I feel like, and and they do a good job. You can't half-ass a Boston accent. I feel like. No, no, uh, you know. Well, it helped that a lot of the, a lot of the actors were are from Boston, like Wahlberg, obviously. Right. Um, I think Baldwin is too. Damon is. Uh, DiCaprio did a pretty good job. Jack Nicholson did good. It kind of was in and out, but it's yeah, Jack but it's Jack Nicholson. So. You're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be. But like, a, what is it, a product of my environment? I want my environment yeah. to be a product of me. To be a product of me. Yep. Actually, I still the 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 fucking oh, go the, ahead. The, the are you a cop scene is still my favorite one. Yeah, if somebody ignores you, they're a cop. Yep. So they're just saying hi to random people, and the the lady walks by. Oh, I guess she's a cop too. <laughs> huh? She's probably the fucking police commissioner. 
<laughs> and then they oh, do it to the so one who's undercover. What? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? he freaks out and, for uh, a second. It's yeah. it's a good moment. Um, I was gonna bring up the. Uh, do you smoke? Nah, you probably don't smoke. What are you? One of those health nuts? Ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 There's two movies that oh, Alec Baldwin is just pure gold in. It's that. This one right here, and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where he's only doing the ABC selling thing. You know what I mean? Put that coffee down. You know, like. Yep. Coffee's for closers. Exactly. That and this movie, he's just so good. And he sounds like he's a coked out police commissioner guy. But he's great at the job, man. Like, he's perfect for this role. Everybody. There's so many good people in the movie. I love it. (laughs) Yep. Who's the one that put the cameras together? I did. Who are you? Me? I'm the guy who does his job. <laughs> you must, you be. must be the other guy. <laughs> Man, I'm yeah, glad that it, we just on just the to... fly pivoted to this one. I couldn't be happier. I am too. It's a good movie. I am too. Yeah, it's great. It just, it, it, it's, 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 it's the same sides of a different fencer to this different sides of the same fence. It's just weird because you do, you've got these two guys are going, but completely different backgrounds. Right. And one ends up being a UC working for a fucking crime enterprise doing terrible shit. And the other one is a legitimate state detective who's in cahoots with the same criminal same enterprise. Exa- and and the neither end, of them know each other. And he and the criminal. And in the end, they're looking is, for each other. Yeah. And the criminal guy's smart. He knows to keep everybody on payroll but at bay. You know, and yep. it was well done. I mean, especially the, what, all that fucking and no sons. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's that, so the, the elevator scene. I mean, oh, Jesus, yeah. you want to talk about a hard left turn. Jeez, that's what I'm saying. That's, like, that is the, yeah, there's. It just, boom. And and that's not the end. Like, you could have made that the end of the movie, but it it goes even deeper after yeah. that. The closing absolutely thing, insane. man. Come on, the rat that's oh, so on great. the balcony just—it's mm-hmm. it, absolutely. <laughs> I got this nine, leaving <laughs> that a rat, and, and I love that. I mean, he, dude, that's such a good one. <laughs> What's the that—that uh, that was his problem. Who said he had a problem? Who said he had I a problem? just said he had a fucking problem? God, I wish I could be someone <laughs> like him that just doesn't give a fuck and could say that kind of stuff, and people have to listen. Will yeah, you, you probably got to a lot of shit to get there. I, ten. Ten million. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. That's how you end this. That's perfect. I love that. That was a perfect segue to it. Oh, well, I don't need pussy anymore, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Top of Wrestling. In a couple of weeks, we'll be back with another movie. But next week, we're back with a top topic. And we are going to be talking the production of The Best of the West. As Josh Dutson will be here with us. And next week, we will also be talking whatever happens on Dynamite tonight, man. Was any of the people we talked about even going to be the one? Shit, dude. We, there's other people that could be killer cross could be john morrison you know there's so many people that it could really be that we didn't even name and it's probably gonna be hornswoggle thanks for listening to the top of wrestling podcast my name is the professor mark fantasia as always i like to bid you a farewell and 
his farewell for every week. As we know, ODM is going to leave you with just four words. Arquette, Arquette, David Arquette. David Arquette won the world title! David Arquette won the world title! He can't believe it! David Arquette won the world title! Patrick. Triple H, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. <laughs> Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Patrick. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Plantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Thirty years. Thirty motherfucking years. Thirty years. And you've heard us say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing you that he didn't exist. And you, my friend, are that devil. The devil himself. Who I was and who I am today are two totally different fucking people. He ain't lying. And it's something I'm goddamn proud of. Should be. Preach. I've never asked you or anyone to ever walk in my shoes, live my life. I've never needed anybody's affirmation. But as a brother, some things just shouldn't even need to be spoken. I stood by you. At your lowest of lows. And I was the first person to hold you in my arms. Held him in his arms like a baby. As your body sank into my arms. As they lowered your bo- your father's body into the grave. Wait, what? And now we stand. A punished future based on a personal mistake of my own. In my own life. Poetry in motion. We all make mistakes and we all sin differently. But make no mistake, you sin. Gluttony. And this is a mistake that didn't even impact you. But you dropped me at my lowest point. 
as I begged on his knees. And it made me realize I don't think that there was ever a care. You saw the cut. Poured salt right in the motherfucker. But you didn't actually see the scar. You may have heard laughter, but you didn't even know what it was masking. And you could put on your show of lies to appease the masses and try ever so hard to convince yourself. But you will never be able to escape the truth. And I could never expect a man who's had his whole life handed to him. Given right to him. And never had to even work for it. To understand this, but as I am standing here on top of the ashes of who I once was... Like a phoenix. I can promise you if you try to climb up, I will not be reaching out to help anymore.